0: Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started.
1: The title of this interview is, What is Distraction Costing You? Now, my guest is Gregory Dwyer. And if you want to know his biography, David Letter has an interesting YouTube and I'll channel and all page and I'll post it. It'll be posted. Check it out. But David Letter claims that he seems like a nice guy. Well, Jory's out on that. Let me, I know the guy, I know him personally. He's a friend of mine, actually. So, you know what? Let's just say he has a good side and bad side like everyone else. I'm kidding. No, that's true, actually, about everyone. But he is a very good guy and he is my friend. So, let me tell you my in, my introduction to Gregory Dwyer. I met I did I met him in in the NLP community uh, years ago, and just to give you an idea how long I've known him, I have his Hotmail address.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> his, his Hotmail address. I just looked into my contacts for Greg. Wow. Look at his Hotmail address. <laughs> Can you you remember what you what you had a log back in or have what the where the server is for Hotmail? So I did a, a two day coaching training with him with Jonathan Allfeld. I went to some other workshops with him. We we became friends instantly because we had a a, a natural rapport. I remember, I know he's from Connecticut. He told me about Tony Robbins. Going to Tony Robbins trainings really inspired him and wanted him to, you know, to become a a coach, which is what he is now. Uh, And he was, I know he was a minister. I don't know if he still is a minister. I think they might have kicked him out of the church. I I know. Greg, I know that your birthday is the day before Christmas. See that? I am his friend, really. Now, is that some sort of competition with Jesus going on? You know, what's going on here? That's <laughs> gotta, gotta be a bummer for, you know, for birthday gifts, by the way. You know, birthday is day before Christmas. 20, uh, Christmas is the day after. You must have been gypped like crazy for birthday gifts. I remember, I, I really sympathize with you, bro. <laughs> But he is a great guy. He is a very interesting guy. I know that he was conducting tours. I know especially to Italy, one of the greatest places in the world. I know I'm biased. You see the Roman stuff. I'm very inspired by Rome. By Rome, Greg, I went to Rome. When I came back, I I subsequently converted my entire living room into ancient Rome. I'm talking about columns in each corner, knights, the gods surrounding, the whole thing. You know, all cheap replicas. I have I have one real coin, though, 1,500 years old. Everything else is a cheap replica, but it's ancient Rome. That's the motif of my living room. But, it, but uh, you've been there numerous times. Oh, I've only been there once, and I was blown away. No. But this guy is a great guy. He is a great guy, despite what David Letter, David Letter's uncertainty, I will say it, I'm certain that he is a great guy and he's has a great, he's, he's so interesting that he, I haven't mentioned that. He was also may still be a magician. I think that's what got him started. Mm -hmm. You know? So this guy is eclectic like me. So this is one of the reasons why we really get along well. Uh, And ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mr. Gregory
2: Dwyer. Thank you, Tony. Hey, listen, I got a secret for you. Are you ready for a secret?
1: Oh, it's too early in the morning. No, no, let's hear it.
2: Okay, so my birthday's really Christmas. It's December 25th. It's just that I put the 24th on Facebook because I just don't want to reveal everything about me. So the truth is I lied on Facebook.
1: Oh my God. That, yeah. you know what, That's a game changer right there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so every good Friday, Tony, I get a really, really nervous.
1: <laughs> you, Barry, you should be. For yeah, those yeah. of you who don't know the Christian history or are not Christians, that's the, that's when they uh, they crucified Christ.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm always looking over my shoulder on that day. I'm just like, I'm very paranoid. I'm just like, I try to play it really safe. You know what I mean? I have a messianic complex. Can you tell?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was alluding to, and now you just confirmed it. <laughs> it's very good. Now, so, now all the niceties out of the way, they're all quite organic and beautiful let's get to the topic the substance which is the which which ironically and irony is a wonderful part of life is about focus (laughs) you have a brand new lecture called the power of focus
2: yes it's it's my covid baby in the last 12 months when i haven't been doing anything in the real world i've been writing and uh yeah so i have a next lecture i think it's may 11th i'm so excited yeah yeah live it's in person it's not even zoom i mean they're gonna zoom but it's gonna be live and you know i just can't wait is that legal legal.
1: is that legal? yeah no in
2: connecticut it is we're gonna wear masks we're gonna be six feet 12 feet whatever the regulations are and uh yeah i mean hey i went out to dinner last night with a friend of mine so yeah that's legal this is legal i think i don't know about you you're in new york is new york opening or is it closed
1: I haven't been out of my house in five years. I don't know what's going on out there.
2: That, that's why you decorated it as Italy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had to ask about the legality of your lecture because I thought it might have been my one of like one of my lectures, which have been underground lectures, black yeah. market lectures. <laughs> right.
2: Right. Well, you know, you have to call ahead. They have to do screening. I think everybody has to leave their telephone numbers so that if anybody cancels, and they're only allowing 20 people. So I called 10 of my best friends and I packed the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was very strategic on your part. Half of the people are going to be plants, Tony. They all know it. They all know the script. They all know them.
1: (laughs) The check has been cashed already. They're ready to go. So the problem uh, that we have, and I can attest to this, uh, like almost everyone else, undoubtedly, in America each year, The estimated cost of employee distraction, just employees' distraction, is $650 billion. You can imagine what the cost is in your own life,
2: listener. Uh, Tony, can you hold on? I got to take this call. (laughs) I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing with you.
1: You know what? That was me calling you. It was a test, and you failed.
2: I know. I was also scrolling Facebook while we're talking. Some of my friends want to know when I'm going to meet them. So yeah, no, distraction is terrible. And uh, the average office worker gets distracted every three minutes and it takes them like 23 minutes to get back on track. It's terrible and it's costly. And uh, in your personal life, I think it's even worse. But I think it's connected. I think if you're really distracted in your personal life, you're gonna take that to the office. It's terrible.
1: The thing that I, I have found I'm 55 years old now. You look you, much, you, much older. You look great.
2: You look great. I just turned 58. On <laughs> Christmas, on Christmas, I turned That's 58. I, on Christmas. I
1: have found that as my ability to focus has increased, my success increases. My ability, oh,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, my yeah. ability
1: to be effective, my effectiveness, not ability, my effectiveness increases with my increase in focus is it's not it's a very obvious correlation the better you can focus the more effective and successful you can be this is what i have found and it is incontrovertible so this isn't this is not just something that's you know like a good thing to do (laughs) it's not useful this is about as as necessary as it gets you know other than breathing and eating you need to focus
2: yeah. And, and the guy that ran Disney, I think he stepped down, um, the CEO, he said focus is imperative. Yeah, uh, focus is uh, very important for leadership. You, it's imperative. You have to have focus if you're going to be a leader. If if you're not, you're just going to be all over the place.
1: You know, I I, w- <clears throat> I was a life coach. I closed down my coaching practice a couple of years ago. So, you know, and part of my business plan, well, I did it was I created a technological coaching company auxilium and i created a virtual coaching program and i found absolutely so i'm not really a coach anymore i'm more of an entrepreneur or a business leader i found that i if i didn't focus that i wasn't gonna not only was i not i was gonna be a crap leader that the business was going to fail
2: right okay
1: I, I have a partner and we have, you know, we hired contractors, we know with a certain amount of capital, we still haven't launched yet, we're, we're, that's imminent, you know, but I found that if I don't focus, which means I have an objective and I must see that objective to through, you know, that it's just ain't gonna happen. It's just right. gonna be, you know, another failed attempt in which the, fo- the difference the diff- that makes the difference is focusing.
2: Yeah absolutely and uh in my lecture i talk about a framework i'm not going to talk about it all i'll give you three quarters of it the first part is you gotta Uh, let me
1: let me interrupt you because i want you to talk about your your whole framework freely let me interrupt you for a quick word from our sponsor then i want to hear all the controlling ideas and your framework uninterrupted (laughs) so let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor
0: i'll be right back with gregory dwyer This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. Do you like learning by yourself or with others? What if you could do both at the same time? Visit www.proficio.io. That's proficio.io, where you can learn in the environment that suits you as you choose.
1: You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast. I am Tony Petrosa, your host. We're here with Gregory Dwyer. He's going to talk to us about focus. Greg, hit it.
2: Okay, so in my framework, I talk about three things, but I'm only going to share two because the the last one's a secret and you're either going to have to buy the book or come come and hire me or come and see me speak. But um, the first thing is you really have to figure out what's really, really important it's, I know it sounds silly, I know it sounds elementary, but the truth is, if you ask Tony, you know this, if you ask the average person, hey, what's important for you uh, in your life this year, this day, this week, most people just don't know. Um, And so the first thing is you have to really get clear, uh, crystal clear, uh, like a diamond, okay, and you have to really understand what's important to you as far as like a hierarchy of values. Like if you had a triangle, You know, you have the foundation there, but you really have to figure out what's really important to you. Because here's the thing, um, you can't do everything. Like, I'm looking at your room. Uh, You got a lamp, you got a painting, you got a sculpture. I'm sure if we panned around the camera, there'd be hundreds of things in that room, right? Millions, thousands of things going on. Hundreds of millions. Yeah, well, probably, yeah, a lot. So there's no way you can take it all in. You know, If I told you to think of seven things in the room, you could think of seven things in the room, right? If I told you to think of a hundred things in the room, I don't know, the average person couldn't do it. So you gotta figure out what's really, really important. And then the second part of it, you have to make it a habit. It has to become a habit. Um, And this is the key. We we have like 45 to 65,000 thoughts every single day and 90% of them are repeated tomorrow. Do you wanna hear that again? (laughs)
1: i know we're obviously we're in the personal development field i'm a coach by training uh i I gain wisdom as i get older and i have and what i what you have said is incontrovertibly true that the that it it has to be purpose because discipline always for me yeah probably for anyone but the 0.0011 percent Yeah, it's it's not going to it's not going to last. It's not going to cut it. It has to be meaningful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And this is what threw me off years ago. And I love Tony Robbins and I love uh, his mentor. um, Who was his mentor? Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I just had a 58-year-old senior moment. So I met Jim Rohn in Boston, and I have a lot of high regard for him. Um, but he used to say, and, and I think it's true, you know, daily disciplines are errors and judgment. So, like, when I was running my business 20 years ago in sales, I would say to myself, okay, I'm either practicing daily disciplines or errors and judgment. I'm either going to make the phone calls or I'm going to go to the beach or I'm gonna make the phone calls or I'm gonna go to the movie, you know? But what I discovered is I couldn't stay focused using discipline, it just didn't work for me. And so, you know, through study and through meditation and probably the last 10 years of just thinking about this obsessively, I came to the conclusion is, when you discover what's really important to you or maybe your passion and you connect with that, time disappears and then discipline becomes a, a byproduct of what you're doing. And everybody around you will say, my God, you're so disciplined. You're up at nine o'clock in the morning or six o'clock, you're doing this, but it's not that you're disciplined. It's just that you've fallen in love with what's really important. And I think most people don't do that.
1: When I was creating Proficio, I saw that that discipline is great, but that's not the thing. It has to be really not just meaningful, but extremely meaningful, because that's the right. difference that makes the difference. Now, so what would happen if we connected? So I do that with with Proficio, with the you know the the, the user of Proficio. But yes. I'm asking you the question uh, as the expert on focus: What would happen if we connected to what is really important and stayed focused?
2: Well, first of all, I think you'd be a lot more happier. I think a lot of people aren't happy because. You know, there's a guy by the name of Don Miller. I don't know if you know Don Miller. He has a post called Business Made Simple. And he really influenced me a lot. But he talks about uh, a narrative void. If you think of a circle, you know, you think of a circle and there's nothing in it. Um, And Viktor Frankl talks about this. There's no purpose. There's no direction. There's no goal. Nothing's important. And so then what you're going to do is you're going to find things to be distracted by. It's either going to be women, alcohol, relationships, more knowledge. Um, I got to tell you, I've just come to the conclusion that I'm addicted to data and knowledge. And you get to a point, you'll find out this when you're 58, Tony, you're only 55. But you'll, you'll realize that you're everything that you need. You don't need another book. You don't need another course. Um, you can go inside and tap into the same information that these people have written about 50 years ago or 100 years ago. Or you can tap into the Christ consciousness. Now, are you Jewish? Am I offending you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a Scientologist, so you Okay, know. all right, all
2: right, so let's <laughs> jump on the couch. All right, but but my point is, if you don't know what's really important to you, like a circle and what's inside the dot, you're going to find areas to be distracted by because you're going to want to relieve the pain. And, and the, the sad thing about it is, I think this is a, a large percentage of the population. So if you connect with what's important to you, Um, You're going to find that you're going to know what you're going to move towards. And you're going to also, as a byproduct, learn how to connect with other people, which I don't know, in the end of the day, I think that's what it's all about, connecting with people um, and being of service to them. Did I sound sincere when I said that? Not really. Uh, <laughs> no, right, can we, can we nah, go back and try this again?
1: No, nah, you're great, great. We have a <laughs> wonderful banter. I really, This is wonderful. Well, so, you know, I
2: love you. I mean, when I first met you, I said, you're crazy. I'm crazy. I don't think we've seen each other in 15 years, but we picked up exactly where we left off. Oh, we
1: have social media. By the way, you're the crazy one. I'm perfectly sane. I may be the only sane one in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one left.
2: We're living in your basement. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
1: I know I I keep a close tab on this guy. Let me tell you, let me tell you, viewer or listener. So you know when I, quite frankly, I love self help, and I, I I never met a self help course I I didn't like. I think they're all great. The problem is that we bounce from one to the next, always seeking more and more data when yes. anyone would basically do more or less, right? right? The problem is that we don't persist, and and that's when we when we when we quit or when we give up. Uh, whether it be the conscious decision or subconscious, that's when it's over, and not before then. But what's going to keep us going? It's the meaning that you just described that we're talking about. <clears> oh, <right. laughs> and then, yeah, sorry.
2: No, no, you're right. I, we have a mutual friend, Doug O'Brien. Right? I love Doug, and he I guess my first coach. Stuff.
1: He was my first life coach.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and we met there, and I love Doug, and he's been on some of my broadcasts. Um, he does this thing called sleight of mouth, and I've read his books, I've gone to his workshops. Um, just the other day I said to myself, gosh, I bought a course from Doug about a year and a half, two years ago, and I haven't even opened it up. Exactly. And you know, it yeah, people do it. I do it, you do it. Um, and I think it comes from this idea that we think that data is the answer. And I I don't want to get into this, but what I talk about is this: you need to know what's important, then you need to know how to make that a habit. And then you have to keep it a secret so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell a little bit about the secret but i don't want to get into it much the secret is going within it's not looking outside for the answers and um when you go inside and you reflect and you get really real you realize that you don't need to be chasing the next guru the next book the next course I mean, there's a difference between reading a book or going to a course because you want to sharpen your skill. There's a big difference with going to a course or reading a book or running after a guru because you don't think you're good enough and you need more information to calm the anxiety that you can't deal with. Um, I'm speaking from my own experience. You know, this is, I mean, I think you told me this, or we heard this 20 years ago, the average person in personal growth stays in for 20 years. 20 years. If they pick up thinking, Grow Rich in, in the year 2000, they're going to be hooked for 20 years, buying books, going to self-help, going to see Tony Robbins. There's no end to it. It's, you know, I don't know what to say.
1: No, I know you should right on. I mean, so, <laughs> so it's really focus is really the key and, and the way and the focus and the way we we get focused is for it to be really important to us.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so you can't, you know, I think think the average uh, year, like what are we in, 2021? In the average year, like 30,000 books come out every single year. It would take you, Tony, it would take you 17 years to read all those books. You don't have the time, okay? So there's too much information. So you have to say, of all the information that's out there, what's important for me to focus on that I want to be an expert in? And that's it. And it it's got to be smaller than all the information out there. Because if you think you have to acquire all that information, you're never going to focus on anything important. It's terrible.
1: When I was creating Proficio, I saw I saw the problems with self help. People, <clears throat> I isolated four of the four problems that's universal. People don't start. People don't apply. People don't finish. People don't continually apply. And these are all the results of distraction, of loss of focus, <laughs> all right? All of them.
2: Did, I did mean, you just me, call me? Did you just call me? <laughs>
1: I got my sister calling me. I haven't heard from her in a long time. And now she's calling me.
2: (laughs) Let me me tell you a story about this. This was like 15, 20 years ago. I was speaking in New Jersey and and a good friend of mine who's been speaking for, I don't know, 20 years ahead of me. um, He invited me to share the stage. So he gave me the morning and he had the afternoon. I'm not going to mention the guy's name. But I got up and I think I did like, I think I did like a $10,000 sale that day. So I spoke for 2 hours and at the back of the room I sold $10,000 worth of product which in my day that was that was a good day for me right so I said to this guy I won't mention his name I says you know I did really well and then he got up and he spoke afterwards and then after we sat down uh, in the lobby and we just talked about the experience and I said to this guy I said you know I can't help to think That we're selling weight loss equipment or weight loss supplements to people that are never going to use it, you know, because the percentage of people that actually follow through in the execution process is very, very small. I mean, the average person that buys a book doesn't even read the first chapter. So, you know what this guy said to me? Please. Nothing. Mm -hmm. He totally ignored it. And I thought to myself, wow, we, you know, I just made 10,000. Maybe he just walked away with 20,000. I don't know. But when I brought up the question that, hey, I don't know if the people that I sold this stuff to are actually going to crack it open, read it and do it and execute it. Uh, Don Miller, who has a course called Business Made Simple, which I highly recommend. He says, the average person that listens to the videos and reads the book does not execute what they learned. And you're just like, my gosh, what's the problem? They're not focused.
1: That was the critical thing I knew I had to solve when I created the virtual coaching program. It has to, you have to keep them focused. You have to keep them persisting and taking action and execution. Let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with Gregory Dwyer.
2: This episode of self-help coaching is brought to you by Proficio. What is the key to wealth? It's not just making money. It's not wasting it, avoiding debt and costly mistakes. To get the wealth mindset, visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can start acting like a millionaire instead of just dreaming to be one.
1: You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with Gregory Dwyer. We're talking about focus. Now, some of the Greg has a couple of uh, has an interesting model that uses something called agitates I wanted to uh, elaborate on that a little bit but let me let me set it up he talks about an external agitate a life of distraction is an unfulfilled life there's no direction no purpose and no focus a life with no aim is meaningless so this is is very so it's a very costly thing to be. Unfold <laughs> this focus into and, and and to be on to not have this purpose. The purpose is the critical thing. That's the external agitate. Now the internal agitate is that this often leads to stress, resentment, addiction, unhappiness, boredom, and an overwhelming feeling of emptiness. So let's so there's some value here. Why don't you why don't you take it from there, Greg?
2: Yeah, I mean you got to touch on the pain points, and the pain point is. You know, if you're talking to a business, you're looking at over $600 billion a year. But on a personal level, you're looking at people that show up for work and they're not giving a full day of attention and focus for what they're doing. But, you know, that's not right. But internally, it's even worse because people are just living for the weekends. They're having problems on Sunday night. They really don't want to do what they're doing. And they're looking for escapism, you know you and i i think the thing that we have in common is we've never worked a day in our lives we love what we do you love what you do i love what you do you know we all you know have passion because i think we're following our bliss as joseph campbell talked about it but people that don't have this spelled out for them there's going to be consequences and it can e- even affect a person's health you know people are depressed or they're anxious or they're just upset um, and and it shouldn't be this way. So yeah, I talk about the stakes in my workshop called the Power of Focus. I'd say, look, can you imagine what it would be like to live on purpose and really focus on what's important to you? Time's going to disappear, and you're going to be more fulfilled. And so, I, and I think this is real. I don't think this is artificial by any means. So
1: I find that. The secret of the true secret of self-improvement is exactly what you're talking about is to figure out what your purpose is and the deeper it is. And the more substantive, the better you are, the better you are. Wow. You'll be able to focus that much simpler and focus is the thing. It is the thing, the philosophical agitate that you put forward, that you postulate that in business, this doesn't just impact the bottom line. You just alluded to this, it, that it should not be this way that most people spend so much time not giving it their all because they're not engaged right Right, right. we are engaged we love what we do but and the more the more meaning we find in it the more we love it and the easier work is the the easier it is to stay focused the easier it is to stay on track towards our goal the villain that as this is you this is your stuff the the villain the trickster is the enemy All tricksters have, this is your stuff. This is not my stuff. This is Gregory Dwyer's stuff. All tricksters have one thing in common. They want to distract you from what's important so you are not focused, not productive. That's Gregory Dwyer's words. He talks about the trickster. I love it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and, and I'll tell you how I stumbled on this. George Miller wrote a paper back in 1956 called The Magical Number of Seven. And what he said was, you can't focus on everything. There's billions of things going on. You can focus on seven give or take to, right, we all know about this, we delete information. So I went to the Middle East uh, back in 1995. And after that, I've traveled all over Europe, I've been to Italy, I've been to Greece, I've been to Ireland, I've been all over the world. And the one thing that is common in these destinations are pickpockets. I call them tricksters. They're really just magicians. Yeah, I've
1: been pickpocketed in Jerusalem. I know.
2: No, you haven't. What happened? Tell me the story.
1: Well, I was hungover as hell. They just got me out of a UN uh, military place because I was picked up over the night. (laughs) And I woke up in this cavernous palatial room. And I wasn't in trouble, but they just picked me up. I was a drunk, right? I was back, you know, I'm sober 20 years now. But uh, back yeah. so I was in the army. And uh, and so uh, I was in a peacekeeping force there. And so the UN had me and they gave me over to back to my... The military but i was on tour uh you know i was on pass with the with my unit we were on an organized tour stuff that you do and uh so i was still my head was spinning and we, we're seeing like you know the bus is stopping in places in jerusalem so you can see the views we stopped to get a of bus bunch of um palestinians or you know they're, they're they're selling their wares okay i'm gonna buy something i pick out my wallet uh so i wasn't pickpocketed, so that was not like i opened my wallet to pay somebody for something some trinket and they just swarmed my wallet and, yeah. you know, from new york i should have known this i looked back yeah. at my wallet it was empty yes but, but I, and that's that has to do with my out the alcoholism quite frankly you know because it wasn't for the alcoholism i would have never have been so stupid and, and careless but uh, i look back at an empty wallet
2: yeah yeah that's distraction so i'm in bethlehem and this is like my eighth trip. And the guy from, I think, Lincoln, Nebraska gets on the bus. Well, actually, he doesn't get on the bus. He leaves the store and he's in the parking lot. And I said, said to this guy, get on the bus. And he didn't listen to me. So he opens up his wallet. These people get around him like a bunch of flies. And they're trying to sell him you know, flutes and scarves. And I said, get on the bus, right? He opens up the wallet. He gives the guy the dollar, the $5, closes the wallet, gets back on the bus. That evening at dinner, he opens up his wallet. Tony, everything was gone.
1: It must have been a miracle. It was a miracle, a Bethlehem miracle.
2: Well, here's the miracle. The guy that I work with, his name is Eod. He called the shop and he goes, hey, you got the Cambridge footage? They had the Cambridge footage, right? And they were able to catch the guy and give him back his money. It was a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was being facetious. No, but it, 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 it,
2: it, wa- it was a miracle. Right. So the first time I really got this, you know, in my body is when I went to the Middle East. I went to the Jordan. I went to Jerusalem. And it was culture shock. There was so much information that I couldn't take it in. So you got sensory overload. So people bumped into me. I had one guy um, in Gethsemane in Jerusalem come up to me and give me a hug, a complete stranger, and I immediately just pushed him back. But what I tell people is you have to have a hierarchy of what's important when you pack a, a bag to go on a trip. My number one is passport. My number two is currency. My number three is my camera. So those three things I identify out of everything that I take as important and then I make it a habit. I make it a habit by putting my cell phone, my passport and my currency in the same place every single day. I've seen people lose their religion over, where's my passport? Where's my phone? Where's my money? Yesterday I put the passport under my pillow. Today I put it in the safe. Today I put it in the suitcase. Because people are overwhelmed, They don't remember if it's Tuesday or Monday because there's too much information. So what I say to people as a metaphor, and you know Milton Erickson metaphors, I say, you got to identify what's important. Number two, you got to make it a habit. And then lastly, you got to keep it a secret. You can't tell people you're wearing a money belt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the first course of auxilium is the way to wealth. By Benjamin Franklin. Okay, so talking oh, about money, talking yeah. about wealth,
2: yeah,
1: in society, this is we all need it. We all, you know, maybe out in the in the forest, you, you know, you don't need wealth in terms of fin- mon- money, wealth, financial. Wealth, so we're talking yeah, about right. right? There's, all, there's different kinds of wealth, obviously, but it's in the city. It's it's damn handy, <laughs> and even in the rural area, right. But yeah. we, so we need money, and right, and so we we work to make money. That's what we do to earn money, more precisely, more accurately,
2: and to invest money invest it that's what's better you know what i mean basically you got tricksters that want to take your money you know are you going to be a consumer tony i mean you're going to be a consumer you got to buy food and stuff but you really should be an investor and, you know, you don't want to turn 60, 65 and go, boy, I should have invested. So that's a distraction too. buy this. I mean, there's no end to buying stuff.
1: The consu- You know, it's that consumerism. And, and indeed, Benjamin Franklin, the way to wealth says, stop spending so much money. You don't need all this crap. You don't need all this. You you know, so much of what you buy, you don't need. Stop th- start thinking, you know, in a h- more humble and more in ways that are more real we also soon, want to soon, soon
2: as i get off this um podcast i'm going upstairs and taking some clothes to the goodwill uh yesterday i emptied out a closet i said i have too much clothes i don't have enough space and i said to myself well maybe i need to buy a bigger house <laughs> and then maybe i need to get a storage unit i said no you know what would be easier getting rid of these clothes so right after this is done i'm going upstairs i'm packing the bags and i'm taking it to the drop off yeah, it's crazy. There's no end to it.
1: All this stuff and consumerism is—is—is is, is, I won't say the enemy because we don't need to leak it in that, think of it in those terms. But if we're not careful, they—they they control us, and we—and yeah. we, and we suffer for it. We suffer on multiple levels, you know. So as you as you write that the stakes about a focus is that being focused means living life. And these are these are Greg's words: living life in the zone where right. time disappears. Right. And what's important gets done with ease. Yes. Being distracted means wasting time and money and being miserable at work and life. So I'm segueing away from from stuff to what happens when we're focused in the zone. So I'm I'm suggesting I'm, I'm framing it as that when you're in the zone as you described, you're not gonna be consumerist, you're not gonna be buying all this crap, you're no. gonna be in a state of kind of like
2: bliss, a kind of right. bliss. Right. And you know, and the other thing too is you can't do it 24 hours a day. You need time to sleep, you need time to sleep and and eat and do different things. So I don't know about you, but for me, it's the morning. I mean, I've been waking up at five in the morning or six in the morning lately, but it usually for most people, it's usually the morning. Now, if you have to be at work at nine, that's a different story. Maybe you have to get up at five or six, but it's like a battery on a cell phone. You charge the thing the whole night. And then when you wake up in the morning, you have most of your focus energy in the morning um you know in the afternoon it kind of goes down and in the evening even if people say they're a night owl you want to get in the zone in a specific time zone no pun intended and the mornings tend to be the best time to do it
1: uh, me too absolutely i i totally concur so let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor and uh, we'll be right back with the man about focus gregory dwyer
2: this episode of Self Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. What if you could get the results of being coached without a human coach? What if a computer could coach you? Visit www.perficio.io, that's P E R F I C I O.io, where you
0: can get coached without scrutiny, judgment, or pressure.
1: You are listening to the self-help coaching podcast with Gregory Dwyer and me, your host, Tony Petrozo. We're talking about one of the most important things there is focus and <laughs> so many things, you know, in there's so many facets to it, but basically you've got the, a critically important thing about focus is that we need education. We need to be educated on why we got to focus on how to focus, you know, on the, on the facets of focusing, because it, it, focus is the thing. Focus is the thing that we all need in our life. You know, Benjamin Franklin says the, the most valuable thing that we all have in, in life, whether you're the poorest or richest person in the world is time. Okay. That's the most important thing we have. We have, but what, what are you going to do with this? Time? <laughs> I've got, I've got one too, sir. I've got my I've got one too.
2: Do you really? Yes. Look at this. I have one and I have one in every room in my house. And and when I was rewriting my lecture, um, which I did during the month of March, I got a little timer like those kitchen timers. And yes. I set. this is what I did, Tony. I got up in the morning and I set the kitchen timer, you know, and I would sit and write my new lecture for an hour. No, I wouldn't do anything. The cell phone was shut off. The phone was shut off. Um, Facebook was shut off and I had to sit there for 60 minutes and it took me most of the month of March to write my new lecture. And that's how I did it. It it wasn't discipline. I, I discovered what was important. And then for 30 days, I set a timer in the kitchen and I didn't get up until the bell went off. So that's important. And it's the habit and I got it done. I got
1: it done i mean some people might argue that it was discipline but discipline was the was the byproduct it discipline was, the, was by,
2: this- the byproduct the the first thing is 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 focus um can i show you uh something to do with focus
1: no that's it but, no no props no,
2: no man, I, I want you to focus on one of these because okay, i don't know okay. if you realize this okay but-
1: for those who are not those are listening you gotta you gotta go to the youtube he's holding uh, a deck of cards on the side of the box there are five symbols Yep. Oh, three squiggly lines, a star, a square, a circle, and a plus sign. Okay, right. I'll, I'll I'll choose the square.
2: Oh, okay. No, I want you to choose something, but I don't want you to tell me. So Okay, uh, all right.
1: Then I choose the circle.
2: <laughs> okay, you need to focus, Tony. Don't say it out <laughs> all loud. All right, I,
1: I, I've selected one.
2: Okay, listen to me. I know what you're going to select, all right? So let me do this. Some of your audience is not going to be able to see this. Is that what you're telling me? No, well, they can go to YouTube if they want to see it. Okay, well I think they should. Now I didn't I couldn't write it backwards. I wrote your name Tony. I didn't want to write Anthony. Do you go by Tony or Anthony? I go by both. Okay. So I already know. So let me just I'm gonna I'm gonna actually write it down. So let me ask you this, and you gotta be honest, okay? No, no. You gotta be honest. It's about time you I usually don't like that, but okay. All right, so I'm gonna hold this in screen the whole time. Yeah. So I have on here your name. And my prediction. Okay. So I'm not going to take it out of camera. So you can. So did you pick the circle? No. Okay. I want to let you know that I did do this a couple times. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to see if I could influence you. The next one is the crosser. Yeah. Did you think of that?
1: I thought of it, but I didn't select it.
2: Good, 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 good. I wasn't able to do this too many times. I wanted to bring in this concept of as above, so below, but it it didn't get into it. And then um, this is the water symbol or or the swiggly lines. Yeah. Yeah. Did you pick this?
1: No, I didn't select that.
2: And then I have here what you talked about first. Yep. Which is the square.
1: So I discarded that.
2: Good. I'm glad you did. And then... um, you are a star, Tony.
1: That's you, the one I picked? I picked. And you're not going to
2: believe this. Look at this, Tony. This is crazy. Are you ready? You got a star
1: written that's on the a, paper is my name a, and a star.
2: That's and what I wrote. So uh, it's it's important that we're on the same page, my friend, and I think we are.
1: Very good. That's a wonderful little magic trick that Greg has shared with us. So yeah, for those who are listening, you got to to have to go to YouTube. And we're at, well, I don't know what the time is now, but uh, I'll make a mention on Later on, after the fact. So, so how are we
2: how are we doing for time? How much time do we have?
1: We have three hours left, so we're. Good oh to my go.
2: gosh! I didn't know this was going to be a marathon.
1: <laughs> so, so let's let's uh we're coming to the end, all right? I there's light at the end of the tunnel, so let me let me again mention some of your work uh, verbatim. Uh, now you talk about in in your. Well, your ideology that uh, there's a guide. A per, there's a guide.
2: It's a cult, Tony. You, you can, we can be clear. It's a cult. I've, I have a master's degree in religion, and most of what I, I've learned is uh, from the cult background, and I'm looking to start a cult, and I want you to be my right-hand man.
1: I'm in. I'm in. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's that's uh, that's another thing that we have in common. Uh, first of all, I have a, a very religious background, and you know, I, I wanted to be a priest when I was young. And I, and I, 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 I can, can see,
2: see that. that. I, I mean, love- especially with the alcoholism <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and the kid touching. No, I'm kidding. kidding. No, that's uh, we
2: can't go there, Tony. That's. I think we're going to have to start this thing over. Do you have an editor? We're going to have to edit this
1: now. So, uh, hey, I, I, I'm a former Catholic, so I you know I have certain leeway, uh, but. <laughs> okay. um,
2: you can say that i can't say right
1: right right so you know and i i love theology i've i've studied myth, you know the the mythologies and the paganism but also of course the you know legitimate religions but then i got into studying of cults i'm fascinated by cults hey we're both you know, in the change work field, you know, changing people's beliefs is, is, is that really the crux, the core of getting people the outcomes that they want, that they haven't been able to do and what, what are cults, but getting people to believe in some wild crap,
2: <laughs> right? Well, you have a hypnosis background,
0: right? Well, I mean, I
1: have I, I got certified as a coach at a, hypno, at a hypnosis center, but I really, I rarely, I don't, ever do much hypnosis i just do, do mostly nlp and other strategies that are fine or tactics that are fine that are pertinent my model for coaching is basically uh i just think about all different things that can be helpful to a person for the goals or outcomes that they want and i, I see the, the problems that they have is basically as a multi-legged table and i just knock down one leg at a time until right. the whole thing comes down yeah. It might be one leg. It might be 10 legs. We don't even know how many legs there are until you start knocking them down. Right. But when the thing comes down, you'll know how many there were. And the problem says, oh, I go to the, to the client. How is how is that problem? And they go, what problem? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because yeah. the table has been, is, has been collapsed. I yeah. love it. But I use mostly NLP. But what you say about the guide, you say, and I'm quoting Greg's words here, is that I know and understand the mindset of the trickster. Because I used to be a professional award-winning
2: magician, as we just was...
1: Well, in in a
2: sense, I still am a trickster, you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, I studied backstage with Doug Henning's Magic Show on Broadway. Um, From the 80s, I guess the 70s to the 80s, I was involved in magic, sleight of Hand. I loved Magic. Uh, I don't really do Magic anymore, but I love the philosophy behind it. And I know how a pickpocket will distract you. Uh, I know how a politician will distract you. Um, you know, It's the science. And so I understand it. I started off in the 70s and 80s wanting to trick people, and it was all about my ego. And, and I grew out of that. I really did. And now what I want to do is I want to help people understand how they're being tricked either externally by other people or by themselves. And what it really has to do with is living a life of purpose, knowing what's important and, and being a a person of contribution. So that's really the shift that's happened for me in the last 20 years, really.
1: I love it. Uh, I, and we, you know, it's a wonderful journey and evolution that we're on and you and I are on similar paths and we're from the same tribe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Great
1: stuff. Uh, And I really found that too, you know, you know, when I was a coach, I helped people one-on-one, which was awesome. You know, I had a 90% success rate. So it was very, it worked it was great i was effective um and then i create you know then i turned to technology because i saw that i could help a lot more people uh using technology um so helping people is what we're all about uh and we and that's we do that with contribution right, right. so that's what we do that's the field that we're in we're change workers we're coaches we're nlp practitioners and we're so much more than that i i you know i don't my when i whenever whenever i work with a a client whether it be when i was a life coach one-on-one or now with auxilium with proficio, which is I don't even work with them. It's now I don't even know their name. The <laughs> technology takes care of them. I saw that that you've got to deal with them as an individual though. That's critical. It has to it has to be you know customized to a person as an individual and not as just some number or someone that you know put them in a slot because people are unique. People have. Well, you know, the, every person is the is the, is the, the greatest gift from God, right? My yeah. life, my life is the greatest gift that I could possibly imagine that God has given me. I say that in the most non-religious way possible, <clears throat> but it's wonderful. But and, and I'm a and I'm an individual, and that's I I, for the longest time I found the the the, the great challenge that we all have with this greatest gift, is to really find. Our true individuality, right, and and to make the the correlating contributions, right, <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. That's
1: that's what they are, right? The contract, you know. So it's not about me; it's about you know what I can do in the world, right? What, what I can how I can help people, how I can comfort them in my individuality,
2: right? You, you right. know the story of Acres of Diamonds, right?
1: Oh, this is a great one. Why don't you share it?
2: Okay. So, you know, the guy buys a house and he's looking for acres of diamonds. And of course he goes looking for them externally. Then he finds out, or later on we find out that he had diamonds in his backyard. I'm looking at your wall. You got diamonds on your wall, right? You weren't supposed to notice that. Did you do that on purpose for me? I'm not going to answer that question. I love it. I love it. So, you know, I really believe that everyone has within them a diamond that needs to be taken out of themselves and polished and once they learn the lessons and this is Joseph Campbell, but once you learn the lessons the hero's journey you come back to the tribe where you left to teach them what you've learned. And it has to be love and contribution. And it has to be connecting with people. If it's about your ego or it's about money for you, it's probably not going to work. You're probably not going to last. But I I love the diamonds on the back. I don't know if you did that for me, but uh, I got nothing. This is a real wall. Um, (laughs) And I figured... Maybe I should put my yeah. logo here, the diamond.
1: You should have. He sh- For those who are, are, are listening and that's watching, he, he has a yellow, not a yellow, it's like ochre background. It, yeah. it looks virtual, but it's actually a real wall. I yeah, have,
2: a real I, wall. I, I painted it. I used to be a painter in college. And so I'm in my kitchen and I got an access wall. So hey, it, um, can I show you something else about focus?
1: Oh great! Of course. Let me see one one last time and then we're and then uh then we're we're at the end. So, yes, I want Okay. To what,
2: what about my ebook? We got to tell people about my ebook.
1: Oh, we will we'll get to that, sir. Okay. All,
2: all right, right. So, all right, all
1: right. who's the control here? Me or
2: you? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Listen, I think there's a balance. So, put your hands like this, Tony, with your thumbs facing up. Okay. Now, between your hands, I want you to think about something that you should focus on, something that you want to accomplish today. So, today is Monday, right? Okay. So, think about something you want to accomplish today. And as you are getting closer and closer, bring your hands together consciously or unconsciously, and as you're bringing them together, right, um, what I want you to do is, is just imagine that you're going to not only focus on what you want, but you're going to also accomplish what you want, and then when you get to the point where you feel comfortable, just go like this, just bring them together, and what's between your hands is what you want. Now, notice your thumbs. Is your left thumb over your right, or your right over the left? The right is over the left, so if the right is over the left, you have a 99% chance of getting what you want. So take it out again and separate it. Now bring it together really fast, but switch the thumb. So the other thumb is over other thumb. Doesn't that feel weird? Yes. It feels okay. different. Okay. Do it one more time. Bring it apart like this. Now I'm going to ask you to do something crazy. Cross your wrist. You got to look at what I'm doing. Cross your wrist like this. So you're okay. And then go like this. Now, you know, if you did it right, your pinkies are on the top. Okay, got it. And your thumb—Are your thumbs on the bottom? Are you wearing a ring? The ring would be in the middle. No, no ring. All right, now just go like this, and just turn it upside down, and turn it straight up, just like I did. Uh, wait—you can't can't do it, can you?
1: Yeah. What happened? All right, what I did,
2: Tony, is I distracted you.
1: (laughs) 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 You know what? This, this podcast, this episode's not going to run. This will <laughs> not <might> be aired.
2: <laughs> you liked it, though. It was funny, right? It was good, right?
1: So you just wanted to humiliate me is what you set out to do. Very oh, good. Oh, I, I love
2: you. Saying, I, you know, you're already in on this. Tell me audience I, You're I, in on I, it. You already know about
1: it. You know, I'm a masochist. I loved it. Are you kidding me? Let's do another one. <laughs> so this is great. I, I would love to continue, but, we're, you know, time is very important for the listener as well as us. We know maybe we'll have a subsequent conversation. So let's get to the end of this one. Uh, uh, Greg, do you have uh, any uh, final remarks for the listeners and the viewers?
2: Yeah, I wrote a book a couple of years ago. It's evergreen. It's called How to Use the Power of Your Mind. And the bottom line is, it helps people focus. Um, it's not religious, it's not propaganda. There's nothing to buy. Um, you just simply go to gregdewireebook.com. So it's my first name, G-R-E-G. My last name is Diaz and diamond, W as in wealth, Y as in young, E-R, ebook.com. So if you go to gregdewireebook.com, you put in your email and then you get the document. It's called how to use the power of your mind. Former illusionist shows you how to be successful. I'm very proud of it. I've gotten a lot of feedback and it's a gift to you.
1: Fantastic. I know you've got like at least three websites. By the way, listeners, I don't know if you know, that
2: uh, Greg is also a
1: podcaster. He's got a great podcast. I think it's called Diamond Mine.
2: Yeah, I do a podcast. I do a television show. If you're ever up in Tony in Connecticut, I'd love to have you on TV. Um, I have the ebook. I have the radio show. And then I do the speaking. So, yeah. And anybody that wants to follow me, it's just gregdwyer.com G-R-E-G-D-W-Y-E-R.com. It's my name. It's pretty simple.
1: Great. So you got the uh, gregdwyer.com and ebook.com. Go, go to the ladder to get your free gift, get your ebook from Greg. Uh, I, the guy, uh, you know, if you've been listening, very interesting guy. He's got great ideas to say the least. And I love what you're about, Greg. You, you are my friend and you're, you're my colleague and you are a wonderful you know, content creator on, on your own right. Uh, that's fantastic. I really appreciate you being on the show and and, uh, and and sharing with the audience all this great stuff you got. Uh, I thank you very much. Thank <laughs> and, you. Uh, and would you like to say goodbye to the the audience?
2: Yes, I would say this. Stay focused and mind yourself.
1: And remember, every one of us is responsible for ourselves and we can all use some help. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. On the Self Help Coaching Podcast.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Self Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.